this morning show, The Breakfast Club. What the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Election day, the final day for America to vote. That's right. We have no idea what the world is going to look like after the day, but whatever happens. Uh, you have to know it's all God's will. As my late great friend Jazz Fly used to say, trust God to God. If Republicans win, black people got work to do. If Democrats win, black people, we still got work to do. That's okay. right. Don't think anything changes because the illusion of America has been revealed to all this year. And this system, what's considered normal, has never worked for all of us. So tonight, regardless of who wins, just know it's nothing to celebrate. We got work to do. All right. Now, um, let me shout out to everybody in Atlanta. Yesterday, I was in Atlanta with McDonald's. Uh, of course, HBCU homecomings are canceled, so McDonald's put together a play where people can still enjoy the HBCU homecoming. So we were filming yesterday. I actually went to work yesterday, but uh, I was in Atlanta, but Atlanta couldn't get the technical stuff working. So I was at the station for nothing for about 45 minutes to an hour. They couldn't get it working, so I just went straight straight to set. So, um, Wasn't well, President Obama in Atlanta yesterday? And, yeah, uh, Obama and Biden, Biden, I think, were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know Obama was there. I don't know about Biden. I don't know about Biden. Yeah, I know Obama was in uh, in Atlanta yesterday. So Atlanta was crazy. It was, it was jam-packed. And I flew back uh, late last night. Uh, when I was on the plane, I was watching the game, and I thought that the Giants were going to win. I was like, ain't this something? The Giants going to win the game. But no, they, 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 they proved me wrong again. They didn't, they didn't, no, they weren't going to win. Pretty well, much. they Thank actually you, uh, did Thank better you. than people thought they were yesterday. Thank you, it don't matter. It's still lost. lost. The L is an L. <laughs> the L it doesn't matter. You almost won. That's there's on the no brightest side of things for you, you know. No, we, there's we, no almost in football. We're not going to say that about nobody tonight. <laughs> Joe Biden almost won. That he was, almost <laughs> won. He almost won. <laughs> he put up a hell of a fight. Like, no. no. I, don't think, no I don't know if a winner is going to be declared tonight. We don't know that yet. No, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible, but it's not 100%. Depending on what states come in. Because, I mean, you know, the states to really watch North Carolina. Uh, Iowa, and uh, what's the other one? Pennsylvania. I can't remember. No, Florida. 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 North Carolina, Florida. Iowa, and Florida, because those three always come in on Election Day. And, you know, if, if Joe Biden wins those three, there's really no path to victory for um, Donald Trump. There's okay. a county in uh, New Hampshire that's already declared that Joe Biden is the winner. Yeah. So if, okay. if North Carolina, North Carolina, Iowa, and Florida, if, if Joe Biden runs the table on all three of those, um, he he'll, he'll more than likely be the next president of the United States of America. Okay. Well, um, y'all did an interview with Tez yesterday, right? Yeah, Tezlin Figaro, the host of the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast, political pundit, ground organizer. She be in these streets. Uh, yes, she she pulled up yesterday to talk about all things election this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, my guy Jamie Harrison. Jamie Harrison is running for um, South Carolina senator against Lindsey Ladybug Graham. He'll be checking in, in with us this morning as well. He's on the ballot in South Carolina. So, South Carolina, I hope y'all go out there and do the right thing. Because if not, Lindsey Graham really might have y'all back in the good old days of segregation. Okay? All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about, ye? <laughs> if you had to guess, 
What would you think? That was awkward silence. What was it? If you had to guess, front page news today on election day, what would you think? All right, well, we'll get into it next. (laughs) You might have a hot love and hip-hop story. Yeah, you never know. Who knows? (laughs) Basketball-wise, who knows? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. Now, last night, my Giants uh, pretty much up the whole game. Lost to the Buccaneers, 25-23. The Giants are now 1-7. and seven. I don't like how pleasant you said that. The Giants are 1-7. and seven. They suck, okay? And they got washed last night by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right? We, de- we definitely didn't get washed. Washed. We did not get washed. washed. Who we won the lost. game? Who won the game? The Buccaneers. Okay, then. That's the W stands for washed. The W they got stands for win and washed. All right? All right. The Cowboys are just one game away because they are two and six. Well, we're still better than y'all. <laughs> I don't care how you slice it. At the moment, we are better than y'all. All right, Yee, what else you got? Uh, well, let's talk about what's happening on the campaign trail. Yesterday was everybody's closing out as today is Election Day. Now, Donald Trump was lashing out at different people who he feels are uh, against him, as they are. You know they are. Uh, people that he talked about included Jay-Z, Beyonce, John Bon Jovi, Lady Gaga. Listen to this. Now he's got Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I could tell you plenty of stories. I could tell you stories about Lady Gaga. I know a lot of stories about Lady Gaga. And John Bon Jovi, every time I see him, he kisses my ass. Oh, Mr. President. They got Beyonce and they got Jay-Z, right, Jay-Z? And he started using the F word, do you remember, in front of this crowd? And then they laughed, and the crowd laughed, and Hillary was standing on the stage with an empty place, and she was talking. Interesting. Oh, my God. This is what he's, he's concerned crazy. about. I mean, he's now, listen to this of him talking about LeBron James. How about LeBron? I felt badly for LeBron. Down 71%. You know why? When they don't respect our country, when they don't respect our flag, nobody wants to watch. Nobody. And the NFL is way down. You got to really be great to our flag and to our anthem. And if you don't do that, we're not watching. What a crowd. I mean, that's what just, a crowd. I mean, that's just not accurate. LeBron James doesn't suck. He's the best basketball At player all. in the world. Like, I mean, that's just not accurate. Like, what are, you talk- what are we talking about here, people? You got to be, you gotta be accurate right, with your chance. Now, Little Pump, who has been saying that he's voting for Donald Trump, he posted MAGA 202020. Hopefully that is the year. Um, and he said if Donald Trump doesn't get reelected, he'll be leaving the country while Donald Trump did bring Little Pump to the stage. Speaking of sound music and other things, one of the big superstars of the world, Little Pump. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Little pimp. Little pimp. Oh, my God. Right thing. MAGA 2020. Don't forget that. Why he didn't correct his name? He just should have said his name right. I mean, he didn't correct his name. Little pimp. He didn't, say, he didn't say Beyonce name right either. Um, <laughs> she wasn't there. He was there. You know, all, <laughs> little pimp. A little pimp. All, little pimp. All those celebrity endorsements are cool, but if they think that's all it's going to take to win over black people moving forward, I mean, on both sides, Republican and Democrat, they out their damn mind. Because if Biden Harris win, I'm going to be on their ass holding them accountable. I'm not celebrating nothing. We've got things we want done in the first hundred days. We got work to do. Absolutely. Well, Charlotte, let me ask you a question. You too, Yee. Do, do y'all know a little pimp show? <laughs> I chance? guess we do now. He just renamed him. 
Charlamagne, do you know a Lil Pump song, a Pimp song, whatever you want to call it? No, I'm 42 years old. I don't know nothing about Lil Pump. Man, imagine you out here going hard for Donald Trump and he calls you <laughs> Lil Pimp. That's not to the stage, name. Little Pimp. I mean, <laughs> he probably got homeboys that call you Pimp all day long. What's up, Pimpin? <laughs> so, it's like, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't care. All right. All righty. Thank you, DJ Jealous. All right. Thank you, Angela B. All right. Now, up next, get don't it do, off Don't you. do that to Angela. They still, they do be saying Lee and B for you. Okay. <laughs> They're going to confuse them for real. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, Angela Yee is so hard. I, I don't know either. I don't know why they haven't grasped the Yee part. Charlotte McKay. <laughs> That's true. But anyway, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go! This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest! We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Ezra. Man, DJ MV, what up, bro? What's up, bro? Ezra. I like that name. My bad, my bad, my bad. Good morning, Charlemagne. Angela E with a Y. What up? There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. You already know. Yo, listen, I listen to y'all all the time. Hold up. Dramos, don't bang it on your boy. Shout out to you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We didn't give you consent, Drama, so you better fall no, back. I know. I know how y'all get. So I'm going to fall the <laughs> back. My bad. Excuse my language. I'm going to fall you, back. Why are you cursing? Relax. Hey, stop playing with y'all. Okay. Yo, I'm hyped. Just, you know, but let me let, me let y'all know. Yo, so Charlemagne, I'm with you. Election day. I done heard about people arming up today, which is getting me a little upset. You know what I mean? I'm going to go with my mom to the polling booth, bro. You should. I'm playing around today. Yeah. You I should. will. I will. And we're going to do it as early as we can. You know what I mean? So, like you know, the Democratic the democratic movement is going today. Everybody who needs a change to the future is moving and doing what they got to do today. I, I'm not going to hold up no more time. I know you guys are the bomb. Can I give a quick shout-out to my brother, Abel Mesima? Yo, listen, if y'all need a trainer in New York, he's got a gym. He's giving out free sessions. Abel Mesima, um, quote Abel. His Instagram, if I could give it out, is um, at Q-U-O-T-E-A-B-E-L. Top of the line trainer, hook y'all up. COVID, COVID-free. All right. COVID you know, you, you, know, you ask right, questions yo. and you do it anyway. You be like, yo. yo. Can I give this business a shout out? Then you just give it a shout out. And you're like, I want to give uh, uh, shout out. his Instagram. I did just a, do it. It's like school, you know, when it's like, yo, can I get some of your chips? And they got their hand in your bag already. I'm That's there. right. I love you. Hey, Hezra, I want to I want to salute you too because you got the right idea, man. For anybody out there who's got, you know, older people in their life, or, or, or women, or you know, first-time voters that are like 18 years old, like yo, go to them with the polls. You know what I mean? Because it's gonna be a lot of voter intimidation. Go to the polls with them today. Mm -hmm. Go to the polls with them today and, and, and hold them down, man. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Much yo, much love and respect, yo. You guys do what y'all do, and thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir. all right, brother. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, even with my daughter, when we did the early ballots, I made sure we, we filled out all the information together because I didn't want my daughter at the polls by herself. And the same thing with mom and pops. Well, my pops is, is good money, but Because your pops still, got that pistol. Sure does. And he's an ex-cop. That's right. And still knows how to use it pretty well. That's right. So, I mean, but for real, we really do. We really should be thinking about that today because, like I said, it's going to be a lot of voter intimidation at the polls. And, you know, we got to protect each other as much as we can when we out there. Nearly 100 million people have already voted. Who knows what the walk-up is going to be today? But once again, you know, regardless of what happens tonight, it's nothing to celebrate. Black people, we got work to do.
Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Get it off your chest. I just want to first say that I love you guys so much. I want to thank you guys for the work that you have been doing, getting the information out here to us. And I just wanted to first say to um, the black community, please do not let these... Um, Politicians try to pander you with these um, uh, uh, celebrities that they're using. At the end of the day, they're right. just human like us. And um, they're going to go for whoever's going to uh, keep them in the same bracket that they are as far as when it comes to their financials. That's uh, right. But that, that's all I want to say. Just please, um, when you vote today, just make sure you do the right thing and hold these people accountable. You know, for whoever gets in there, the black people, we need more. We've been giving away our vote for a very long time That's for right. nothing. That's right. And, um, yeah, we just we, we need to really stand up and hold these people accountable. Also, uh, DJ Envy, right quick. Um, yes, I've been trying to get a house, and the process is really discouraging me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little old school, and um, I was taught to not put everything in the bank. So I'm not able to get a house because the money I've been saving, you know, they don't have any transactions of me saving the money in the bank. So it's hindering me from buying a house. Do you still have, do you still, and, you still get um, paychecks? You still get monthly income? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, if the monthly income can handle your home buying, you can always get one gift. If you know what I mean. So if somebody gives you a gift, you have enough money for that down payment. You know, you got family members that can give you a gift. I'm not telling you to do nothing illegal, but you can get one gift when it comes to buying a house. And as long as your monthly income can satisfy it, there's um, banks that are definitely doing it. And if you need somebody, I can put you in, in, in touch with somebody. Yes, I need someone because they told me that as well. And I don't know anybody. Everyone in my family really doesn't do the baking thing. I'm really the only one that really started it. And, um, yeah. How old are you? Anybody or know anybody. Excuse me? How old are you? 38. Okay. All right. Yeah. You, hold on the line. I, I give his name. His name is Matt, uh, the mortgage guy. He gives, he gets a, a lot of people loans. Uh, he works with a lot of people. Doesn't matter if you're a first time home buyer or you're multiple home use or whatever it may be. Uh, and hopefully he can help you out. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. You hold on. Okay. Okay. Have a good guy, guy, uh, day, guys. All right. All right. Then. All right. Then, uh. You got something to get off her chest. Yes. And let me tell you, I had a difficult time. I actually have um, a new show I'm doing on Fox Soul that actually premieres on Thursday. So I was working on that yesterday. And on my way home, I was looking for parking, and it took me almost an hour to find a parking spot. 50 minutes it took me. I was driving around in circles for 50 minutes. So I just want to get that off my chest. I don't, I don't feel bad for you, Ye. Me neither. I mean, you you live ten minutes from from the city. You know what I mean, that that's part of the thing you got to do. You live ten minutes from the city, so sometimes I didn't actually feel to, bad. I wanted to get it off my chest. I sometimes it's gonna take you fifty minutes of parking. You you had the option. You you could have. Won't you look that's at the, the bright side of things? Ever taken me. Be happy that you have a car to park. Ye. That is okay, true. Some people don't even have a car to park. That is true. The other okay. problem is I need oil in my car, and it it was like if you don't get oil now, turn off your car immediately. <laughs> and I couldn't find parking for fifty minutes. Wait, I was wait. nervous that my car was gonna blow up. Yo, ye is the worst. Oil? No, nobody changes their oil anymore. I don't have to change anymore. it. I have to add oil. Oh, you got to add it. 
When's the last time you changed your oil in your car? I mean, when truck. I mean change um, it, I mean take it to go get goddamn, <laughs> oh. you know, the oil change. I put the oil in my, I have to put the oil in myself. I don't take it to get done. I can do that much. There you Yee go. is the worst car owner ever. Yee doesn't put Listen. oil in her car. I don't know. She have gas in the car. When it comes to speed bumps, she speeds up. I don't feel, sorry for, her. I don't feel sorry for her. She can buy her own Birkin. If you can buy your own Birkin, you can put your own oil in your car. <laughs> Keep talking about my car. You get another flat on your bike, Envy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Adrian Broner, I'm sure he has a lot to get off his chest today after he got thrown in jail. Damn it, man. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Adrian Broner went to jail. This happened yesterday in Cleveland. He was held in contempt of court as part of a civil lawsuit. A woman that he assaulted at a nightclub in 2018 had won that judgment against him. He was ordered to pay more than eight hundred thousand uh, dollars back in, and he was ordered to pay that in December. And the judge said there was an Instagram video that showed him holding large stacks of money after saying that he had over just over $13 in cash back on October 5th in court. So the judge has ordered that he has to remain in jail until he provides complete and truthful information about his finances Dang. to the woman's attorney. Mm-hmm. Now, Adrian Broner was in court, and here's what he had to say. I got rich friends, I got wealthy friends that take care of me. Where's all the money coming from that you're flashing around on Instagram? Whose money is that? My friends. Hey, listen, I thank God mm-hmm. I've never had that peacock gene. My dad instilled that in me, in, in me early. My dad always told me it's better to have money than to look like you have money. He actually would point at old white men growing up in Mount's Corner and how plain they would dress, and he'd be like, say, he's rich, and you would never know, and that's always been my mindset. It's way too much pressure uh, being like brothers like A.B., because when you fall off, boy, everybody know, and you end up looking and sounding like that. Well, it got even worse. Bad. Listen to this. How are they sending you the money? These are the kinds of things Mr. Chandra's going to need to know. Yeah, they send it to the bank and it's coming to, to my account. And I'm Being directly it. deposited into your account. Yes. But yet none of that information was provided to Mr. Chandra. Damn. I don't, I don't know how to do this, but I can show you. I it. thought you didn't have any financial statements. Damn. That's what it says in here. I don't have no money. I get sent money and I spend it. I got to spend it on bills. Oh, I see. I don't have responded. About bills. That's what you're doing. That's right? You know you done effed up, right? I, I, just, he just, oh, my goodness. I couldn't really hear what he said. I just heard him say that he, he bought bills. I, I I watched that video about 100 times yesterday. I'm trying to figure out why A.B. looked like Saucy Santana. Like, he built like Saucy Santana. He in that courtroom just showing all that shape. Why are you showing all that shape for in that courtroom? Saucy Santana is fine. All right, now, Adrian Broner also <laughs> says that he can pay, but he has a fight coming up. You got to wait till after that. I got a fight coming up, James. Lord have mercy. Well, I hope it doesn't take you that long to answer these questions. After the fight, I can just pay them. That's irrelevant to me. You know what? I'm not here to listen to people say I'm going to give you the money here and there and disregard every court order in the interim. This is a problem, Mr. Broder, because you have ignored basically every order I have given you. And now there is a punishment I've given you, extensions I've given you time. I trust you're going to get this done well before your January fight. 
Lord See, this is the thing. I don't like that though, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Even though he was he was he was floss and he was capping online, that's all he had to say. Look, it's not my money. Look, I, I was just I was fronting, but I have a fight. He can't make money unless he fights. That's the whole thing. Like he's not he, he doesn't have a nine to five. His nine to five is boxing. First of all, stop making excuses. That situation <laughs> is sad. Okay, it's absolutely no reason for AB to be in that position other than um, he just doesn't understand financial literacy. But he is, and he can't. He can't bring it back. It's not like you'd be like, ah, I made a mistake. I can. But take you that can't stuff flash back. money you on Instagram when you wasn't his money. money, and you're saying you don't have it. it That's stop, like, stop fronting. Then. If you That's can borrow money, money for that, and if you and you should have worked out a payment plan, whatever it is that absolutely. you have to do, but you just can't flash it on Instagram, whether or not it's his. It's Absolutely. just not a smart thing to do. Like, why would you put yourself in harm's way like that? Because not only do you have legal issues you got to deal with, like we see him in the court, you got wolves out here that are trying to take your head off of something that's not even yours. Come on. And, Envy, keep it real. If you want a judgment against someone and then they said they don't have the money, but and then you, they're, they're flashing Instagram. all this money on Instagram, yeah. you would be like, okay, they have it. So and whether or not, every I don't, day, and regardless B? of what it's for, for, who gave it to him, you just can't be on the gram doing that. That probably wasn't his money. He was probably fronting to, to get some likes. Like, you see people do that all the time. You ain't answering the Angela question, though. But if not that, when you if, have a judgment exactly. against you if, and you just said in court two weeks ago or whatever that you don't have it. it envy, listen, Envy, a sensitive ass, let him, let that man owe him some money and he see him on the gram like that. It's over. Please. 911, what's your emergency? 911-119. Mary J, what's the 411? You're going to be calling every 11 you know trying to get your money. I just hope Adrian Broner does get it together, but that just wasn't a smart thing to do. All right, now, Freeway, thank Joe Biden. After Joe Biden consoled him following his son's death, this was all at Joe Biden's rally in Philly. And even though Freeway's oldest son passed away last week, he still went to the rally and still performed as part of the entertainment. So here is uh, what happened. I also want to thank Philly Freeway for being here and performing. That was heartbroken. Heartbroken night, the loss of his son. I know the pain of burying his son. It means the world to me. I chose to be here because I tell you what, you gotta find purpose as a child. Yeah, that was classy. Only All right, Freeway responded. On social media, he said, me and my brother Oskino both lost our sons in the same week. Joe Biden, thank you for the kind words. I know I know you know the pain that comes with losing a son. We are from two totally different worlds, but we can relate to each other. You have my vote on Tuesday. Yeah, only thing I wish is when they are prepping Joe to do those shout-outs, give them the right way to say it, okay? You don't have to pronounce the man's whole rapper name. Freeway. Philadelphia Freeway, okay? At least say free from Philly, freeway from Philly something. Jesus. Yeah, it's make better it, than a little pimp, though. Make it sound organic. <laughs> it is better than a little pimp, though. It is better than a little pimp. Yeah, not really. Neither one of them know what they're talking about. Just make it sound yeah, a little right. more organic. That's all. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Now, when we come back, we have the brother Ed Gordon checking in. We got a lot to talk about today. Of course, today is the election day. So we'll talk to Ed Gordon when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Usually we do front page news right now, but we got the brother Ed Gordon on the line. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Ed, how are you, my brother? 
I'm good, man. How you feeling? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. I, I, I know you've seen a few of these in your lifetime, man. Um, n none quite like this, though. So, so what you think the world going to look like after today? Man, you know, I, uh, I, I pray that the world looks like uh, that we will pull that moving van up to the White House and, and get this idiot out of the Oval, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. You know, throughout my career, I have never come out against publicly uh, any president who sat in office, even those that I disagreed with vehemently um, on a policy side. But this man is dangerous. We've been saying it now for four years. Um, dangerous, incompetent. Uh, he has appointed all of these federal judges, all the things that we've said that will affect us long before he leaves, whether he leaves in January of 2021 or whether he leaves in another four years. Um, he has impacted our lives negatively for a long, long time, man. So we got to get out there. I uh, posted an article on BET.com yesterday, and I'm still amazed at the black folk who sometimes say just pushing people to vote um, is, is putting too much on our community. Why is everybody, you know, blaming us for the vote? Why is everybody suggesting that it's up to us? It is up to us. You know, this is the, one of the few times that we really have the uh, opportunity to have a push and a sway in how our lives are affected in this nation. And so uh, anybody who is in these swing states who is registered and has yet to vote needs to get out online. You know, when we lost C.T. Vivian and John Lewis, we all talked about their legacy and what we were going to do. Well, no better way to salute those men uh, than to vote today. And we're talking about the states like Michigan, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Ohio. Those, those are the mains when we really need Florida. black people to get out there and vote. Pennsylvania. 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 Yes. Philly. Philly's got to turn out. Pittsburgh, turn out. We got to do this. Now, also, you're, you're hosting a special on uh, NAACP to host a two-day special talking about the black voter experience. And we, we were telling people they got to be careful. Go with each other because they're going to be trying to intimidate us like crazy. Talk about that a little yeah. bit. That's right. Um, I've been doing these, and Charlemagne was part of one of them, uh, these town hall meetings throughout the pandemic for the NAACP. And so we wanted to do something um, on election night. You know, CNN will have great coverage, MS will have great coverage, but we also wanted to give us uh, an opportunity to give what we, says, uh, what we say is unfettered, um, you know, uh, black perspective. Mm -hmm. And so from uh, 7 to midnight, and we may go a little longer, I'll be on anchoring uh, with Derek Johnson. He'll be coming in and out, uh, CEO of the NAACP. But we got people like Michael Eric Dyson and Jamel Hill. D.L. Hughley will be on with us. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. And, and we'll be talking about, um, you know, where we sit throughout the evening. We'll have elected officials. We'll also be taking phone calls. You know, we want to hear from people. If voter intimidation is going on, we need to hear it. NAACP is going to dispatch people to these polls. So, you know, we're going to do as much as we can to be protective of, you know, our ability to get out there because it's go time. Right. Right. It's go time. Hey, you know, I, I'm with you on getting this fascist out the White House, right? But I don't think that... Um... I don't think what the Democrats are doing is a sustainable model. Because when you think about the base of the Democratic Party, black women, black men, them stand to, lo to lose us because every presidential election is the same thing. Show up for Democrats, you know, but when they're going to show up for us is the question so many right. black people keep asking. Right. Two things, and I will agree with you 1,000%. Uh, One of the problems is Democrats have been outplayed politically for years and years and years. You know, when you have um, numbers every time you go into an election, but somehow you can't turn those numbers out to defeat your opponent, something's wrong. Um, the other thing is, uh, it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we start playing the game past election day. 
you know, too many of us think election day is your last day. You did your duty and now you walk away and you wait for things to happen. Election day should be day one for you, particularly if your candidate gets in office. Because the only reason that Joe Biden won the nomination is because of black folk in South Carolina. That's right. Jim Clyburn. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Had he lost that, it's over. He's done. Um, you know, so what we've got to do is make sure that we play the game uh, beyond tonight, particularly if Biden wins. And so uh, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, though. Democrats are going to have to find a new model and a new way of doing things. And we can no longer be accepting of, you know, the cliche of them showing up at a black church every four years, That's right. you know, right. giving us hugs and, you know, putting a couple of dollars in the plate and we're happy. And, and to the CBC and black leaders, I say it's not enough uh, for you to be just uh, invited to the uh, Christmas party at the white house and, mm -hmm. you know, take pictures in the Rose garden and you're cool with that. Uh, you know, we've been struggling as a community for far too long, mm -hmm. for far too long. It's unacceptable for us to take any leader, black, white, or otherwise, right. um, you know, taking us for granted anymore. Well, we're talking to Ed Gordon, and you mentioned the first day should be when the president starts. So if Biden wins, what, what would yeah. you want for him, for black Americans, for, for the first, uh, let's say, the first year, first hundred days? I mean, you know, I, and I never, I never look at that. That's that artificial number, media made up. We like to look at the first 100 days. You look at most people's first 100 days, they don't do a damn thing in those first 100 days. What I would like, though, mm -hmm. is I'm, I'm, again, placing it more on our leadership to have asks, you know, what are we walking in in those first 100 days and say, you know, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. This is what we want for our vote. Um, and, you know, part of the issue with any group is who goes in and makes that ask. Right. You know, back in the day, and we were never in lockstep. It was never one leader. It was never that we all followed King, never that we all followed Malcolm or Marcus or anyone. Um, but there were there were groups that had a more of a sway, and it was a more uh, a singular thought of where we were going. We, we got disparate asks now. Uh, you know, these, these leaders are going to have to determine to a great degree amongst themselves um, and part of that is just, uh, you know, political and who's networked and who's closer. But what are you going in and ask for? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I think that we have to look at, uh, for me, police reform, real police reform with teeth is something that impacts all of us. You know, I'm mm -hmm. 60 years old, man. If, if I throw this hoodie up and I ride in a, a, in a car, I could be pulled over, shot and killed. By police. But that's because you look 30, though. That's because you look 30. Well, yeah. I don't know about looking 30, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. But but the idea that, it, you know, we used to say, oh, young black men are in danger. We're all in danger, man. That's right. You got to look. The, the little bit of melanin I got rolling, I'm in danger, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that we do not take this any longer. You know, we've been silent and docile too long. And it's time for us to keep this fervor up. Uh, you know, I just did an interview with Felonius Floyd, George Floyd's brother, mm -hmm. and and he, he got emotional. He said, Mr. Gordon, uh, you know, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, and we as a community continue to struggle, and we've got to back one another up, you know. I mean, literally stand back to back, yes. keep each other's back, and, and, and we can no longer, uh, you know, be sidelined and sidetracked by the foolishness we've been sidelined and sidetracked. Uh, for too long. Yeah, for all of us who got platforms, voices, it's up to us to connect with folks who are already doing the work and help them push those demands they are making, you know, whether it's on a local level, national level, whatever. Yeah, we talked to Amanda Seals. Uh, it'll be on tonight uh, during our coverage. 
And you can find their coverage on the NAACP social platforms, on my Facebook page, Bounces, mm -hmm. carrying it on their digital channels. It'll be all over. And you can go to uh, my Instagram at Ed L. Gordon and get the information. But Amanda said the exact same thing. She said, look, I've got a platform. Now, she said in the, um, in the interview that she's a learned woman from Columbia, has studied policy and the like. She said, but... My, she said, you know, I'm not an organizer, I'm not a politician, I'm not, but I have a platform. That's and right. you're absolutely right, man. You know, those of us who have, you know, been blessed with a platform need to utilize it with the right people, you know. And, and look, you know, rappers have every bit, actors have every bit, singers have every bit the right to have a voice, but that does not mean you follow them. Right. For, you know, uh, you, you know your, your political insight, quote unquote. You can right, right. if you choose, but, you know, I don't want to do that. Word. God bless them all, but I don't want to put our future in their hands. I agree. Gotcha. All right. Well, we appreciate you for checking in, brother. Thank hey, you so much. Thank you, King. Hey, man, always. Love y'all. Peace, All right. That was Ed Gordon. That was Front Page News. Now, when we come back, Teslin Figaro will be joining Figaro, us. Figaro, man. Oh, I said Figaro. Figaro Teslin Figaro will be joining us. You named some Breakfast fake Club. bag you can buy on Canal Street just now. A Figaro. <laughs> Teslin Figaro will be joining us. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We got a special guest on the Zoom right now. She is the host of the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Tevlin Figaro. Good morning, family. Glad to be back. How you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Really, really good. How are you guys? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. Leaning into the uncertainty of the week. We don't know what the world going to look like after, uh, after this election. I'm Ooh. nervous. Are you really? You know, what, one, one thing that we know for sure is the day after the election doesn't change for us. You know, those of us who have been pushing on the, pushing on the ground, pushing for a black agenda, pushing for the importance of a black vote. We also know that everybody going to work for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's a lot of, you know, hysteria about what's going to happen. Well, a lot of y'all going to be clocking in just like you clock in every other day. You're going to pay your bills just like you do every other week. You know, so I think it's really important that people kind of take a pause and just kind of sit back and reflect. You know, there's so much going on in 220. I lost a, a, a grandmother, great-grandmother on last Friday. And when I think about and reflect, you know, how time is not promised to anybody. And I'm really just over the hysteria, Charlemagne. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm, I'm ready to get it over with, probably not for the reasons that uh, would, would be ideal, but really just so everybody can calm down. My grandmother's 89, and I can't be on the phone with her five or 10 minutes without her talking about Trump. Wow. My aunt is 65. I can't be on the phone with her five or 10 minutes without her talking about Trump. So people are just at such a high level of anxiety that I'm just ready for it to be over with so that we can kind of reassess and move forward. I feel you on that, Tezin, because my parents came over this weekend and I was like, can y'all not talk about that for like five minutes? My dad nonstop text messages, like family group text messages. It's all like articles and posts about Donald Trump. And it's kind of like, Ooh, it's a lot, you know, and it depends on who you talk to, what news you watch, what news outlet you watch, you hear different things. Yeah, it's a lot. I, I always wanted everybody to be up, up, you know, when we say stay woke, but I'm kind of ready for some people to go back to sleep for real. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah. I wanted everybody involved, but I kind of changed my mind. Some people need to go back to sleep. Yeah, some some of these people are so woke that they tired. They need some sleep, so they're not even thinking straight no more. They're not even talking straight no more. Right. What, what what are your predictions for the election, Ted? 
you know, I keep saying it belongs to the streets. You know, I think none of us, <laughs> none of us can really predict anything because we did that. And well, I didn't, but a lot of folks did that in 2016. And we saw the predictions are wrong. What I've been focusing on Charlemagne is actually looking at the data, mm-hmm. early voting data. You know, so when we look at early voting data, Democrats are coming ahead. You know, there's a conversation saying that Pennsylvania, the black vote needs to get out, needs to do more. Hashtag, we will not be blaming black men and we certainly won't be blaming black voters. But when I look at the actual data, Democrats, they putting in work. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, I believe the last time I looked, it was over between 50 and 60 percent of those in Pennsylvania with only a little bit over 20 percent of Republicans. Does that mean a flood won't come in between you know, today and tomorrow? Does it mean that people won't show up on election day? Of course, there's still that that possibility. But based on the data, Democrats are coming ahead. But we can't just assume that everybody's a Democrat and votes Democrat. What if some of these Democrats on board with Trump? What if the 20% mm-hmm. of the Republicans you see turning in uh, uh, ballots in Pennsylvania, what if they riding uh, with Biden? So we can't take things for granted. And that's what, what the biggest lesson of 2020 is, which we still didn't learn in 2016, is that no vote can be taken for granted at any time. So I'm just not predicting anything except I know on the 4th, the day after, I'm getting back to work doing the things that I've been doing for the last 20 years. Now, some people think by the 4th, we'll already know the outcome, but of course, there's still going to be ballots that have to be counted, right? So can you break that down? Like, when will we know who won the election? Sure. You remember in Iowa, uh, during the Democrat primary, when there was a big mix-up about who won the election? We still don't know. It's amazing that nobody brings that up. Like, that just totally just went away. So I I can't tell you because looking at Iowa, again, big issue during the Democrat primary. We never really found out who won. There was also suspicion about New Hampshire with Mayor Pete and and, uh, Bernie Sanders and who won that. So I really don't know. It it is so much of a, it's going to depend where it is, how much influence that vote has, uh, what they can contest in the courts, how fast the courts get through that, if we ever get an answer. If it is decidedly won by either Trump or Biden, we can kind of go on with our lives and let them flush all of that out. Mm-hmm. It's really going to come down to how close it is and 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 wh- wh- where that state, you know, where it actually happened on how we're going to be able to move. So I'm hoping for a decidedly win, you know, a, a straight up landslide, no question about it. This is the winner so that we can kind of move on. But I think we all agree that no matter what the result is, if it's not in Trump's favor, he will be contesting. I think we all know that for sure. We don't know nothing else. Yeah, you know, regardless of the outcome, and and you've you've mentioned this a couple of times, like what should black people be doing after this election? Because that's what I think people don't understand. Regardless of who wins, black people still going to be in a certain condition in this country. What, What should we be doing after this election? That's absolutely correct. Uh, talking, uh, Speaking from my brother, good brother Killer Mike, about planning, plotting, strategizing, organizing. Uh, also, uh, our Black Party, which is a group, you know, that a lot of us have tapped into to support. Uh, that is an organization that is a PAC, a nonpartisan organization uh, that is focused on a Black agenda, uh, ballot down candidates. Really important. We're putting Black folks in office, but not just Black because you're Black, but those who are actually supporting the agenda. That's a good organization. Mm-hmm. I think people really need to connect to something. It's kind of like after the election, that high goes down, and we never really capitalized on it after 2008 and 2012. People just celebrated. They drank the champagne, and then it went flat. That's right. And so when you look at Florida, which is my political stomping ground, just using that as an example, when those folks, you know, just kind of went flat and started celebrating, it is why Andrew Gilliam wasn't able to still win. Like, that matters. He came close, 
but it would have been so much closer if the Democrat Party had invested in candidates, you know, in the Democrat Party, if they invested in operations on the ground. The hard truth of the matter is Florida is now an issue because you don't spend money with black media. You do not spend money on black consultants. You do not, you know, invest in the hood per se, you know, to get actual organizers on the ground. Be quite honest with you, Mike Bloomberg during the Democrat primary was one of the few that actually invested, that was giving people money in their pockets on the street to go out and push his campaign. But obviously he didn't make it through the Democrat primary. So those types of things have to happen year over year over year in order for it to push up to the top. And so I'm hoping that you just latch on to something. You don't have to agree with my position. You don't have to agree with our black party or what Killer Mike says or whoever's out there, but latch on to something because if not, then you lose that adrenaline. And we have to start all the way over in another four years, all the way from, from the start. So one thing Trump has done is woke a lot of folks up for sure. That's right. It may have been a, a, a splash of cold water, you know, so the, a way you don't want to wake up. It wasn't a gentle wake up, wake up, but it was a splash of cold water. And so I'm hoping that people really get involved the day after. All right, we have more with Tesla and Figaro. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tesla and Figaro. Yeah. How do you explain these hip-hop artists like a Little Wayne or a Waka Flocka who are coming forward and putting their support behind Donald Trump? I've been talking about hip-hop and politics for the last decade plus. And I was told by elected officials that it was a waste of time, that nobody pays attention to that demographic, nobody listens to hip-hop artists and so forth. I ran for office for about three months and immediately got off the ballot. Um, but when I was on office, when I ran for office for three months, I involved hip hop in my campaign from music to outreach to really going towards that demographic that is not quote unquote, the super voter. I have always said that if you ignore a certain demographic for too long, they're going to show out. Let's just look at any relationship. You don't take care of your woman. You never take her out. You never spend money on her. Your sex is trash. Well, eventually at some point, what is she going to do? Either leave you or she's gonna step out. Right. That is the reality of all relationships. So when you look at a demographic that has been ignored year over year over year over year over year, and some of these rappers, I'm just gonna keep it all the way real straight shot with no chaser, these candidates have said they were going to call them and make a connection, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not gonna throw out folks' names because it's their business to tell. But when you do that, people start feeling some type of way. You can't just keep ignoring a certain demographic and say, oh, well, anybody listen to Lil Wayne? Anybody listen to Ice Cube? Well, why is it that they've been trending for days? Somebody listening to somebody. That's you right. can't ignore somebody that has a reach to touch millions of people and to make people react like that. What Al Sharpton is saying, and this is no disrespect, I'm just keeping it like it, keeping it real. Al Sharpton, what he's saying is not trending. What a lot of these commentators are saying are not trending. What Jesse Jackson said is not trending. What the NAACP president said is not trending. So why is it that Cube and, and, and Wayne and 50 Cent, why were they able to make it trend? That says something about they get a reaction from influence. And so when you ignore that demographic, it's not about Wayne and 50 Cent. And I know people are gonna say, oh, Wayne just doing it for himself. Okay, maybe so. Put your thinking cap on. This is outside of Wayne and 50 Cent. I'm talking about a certain sector of people that have been looked down upon by operatives. And I know this based on what I know, not what I heard. 
And so now you have these guys coming out saying, you know what, we do have influence. We do have a voice. We do have something to say, even if it's just trolling, because I believe 50 Cent was just straight up trolling. Mm -hmm. But it says a lot about you have to bring these brothers under the fold. You can't keep ignoring them over and over and just dismiss them as, oh, well, they don't know what they're talking about anyway. Ain't nobody listening to them. Well, ain't nobody listening to your ass either, because if that was the case, (laughs) we wouldn't keep asking people to vote year over year over year. Why is it that we are still begging people to vote like we have for the last 60, 70 plus years? At some point, you're the common denominator, man. At some point, it's you. It can't keep being the voter. We got to look at you. So I don't necessarily agree with the timing, you know, of all with the, what they what they did. But I think it was necessary for us to have that conversation to talk about how do we move forward? Because Cube obviously ain't sitting down. He's not backing down for nobody. But what I will say this in Cube's defense, he's been talking about F the police and has been speaking for our community for 30 plus years when was standing back and standing by the least you could have did was allow cube to affirm his position and not just go based on what one tweet said and completely try to cancel that brother as if he hasn't done anything for our community as if he hasn't spoke up for for our community at all so for that alone i believe cube should at least have an opportunity to explain his position and if you don't agree with his position keep you know keep it moving yeah. I'll also say this about Lil Wayne, and I don't know if he'll say this. He he already said he didn't mind saying it publicly uh, because the family, you know, Jacob Blake's family, talked about how Lil Wayne called Jacob Blake, talked about how they gifted, how Lil Wayne gifted him, you know, with something that he really, really needed. This is the kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people are not aware aware about. And I will say this, a lot of these politicians haven't done a damn thing for these victims. They quick to put the pictures out there. They quick to say what they gonna do. But when it comes down to those receipts, you just can't ignore these brothers and, and what they have tried to do. And again, this is not an endorsement of Lil Wayne, 50 Cent, or Ice Cube, so keep y'all ass out the comments. I'm speaking on the, you know, the totality of it all and, and what they represent. Do you think that some hip hop artists might have like that are supporting Biden and um, Kamala Harris? Do you think that perhaps like they don't get as much attention because the contrarians probably do like the people that are hip hop artists that are endorsing Trump? We get outraged about that. But the people who are supporting Biden Harris just we just feel like, okay, that's what it is, because there are artists who are doing that and are public about it. But we're not really acknowledging that so much. Well, because it's the norm. You know, it's right. normally the Democrat Party always has the entertainers lineup. What I say is this is when I hear people say, oh, they paying 50 Cent, they paying Lil Wayne. Well, why ain't nobody ever asked if they paying those other artists? They not getting paid? And I say that, Angela, I want to be clear. I'm not saying they get paid. You know, I'm saying that when we have that conversation, let's have it on both sides. When you have conversations about somebody getting paid, that's broke type. That's broke conversation to me. I will tell you, me as a single mom uh, have been offered opportunities and I don't have Wayne's money and 50 cents money and none of their influence. And I didn't take those opportunities. So yes, opportunities are presented to you, but believe it or not, some people actually stand on their principles. That's right. Instead of focusing on the 50 cent got paid, focus on some of these uh, donors who are donating to these campaigns because they're the ones that are getting paid and actually owe somebody for that money. So they don't get the attention, I guess, because it's just the norm, but a lot of them do. And a lot of them get influenced behind it. Jay-Z got plenty of attention when he supported um, Hillary Clinton and Obama and all of that. They he, he put it in his rap songs. He was able to take it to another level of influence from, from a businessman's standpoint. But where is Jay-Z right now? I mean, is anybody asking that? 
those are questions that, you know, people, I, I, I would like to know. Why is he not out, you know, supporting Joe Biden? Um, but I think it really comes down to it's not even about a hip-hop artist or even a commentator that thinks they know every damn thing. People have to make their own mind up. That's why I keep saying it belongs to the streets. Y'all going to do what y'all want to do at this point. You know, we just have to move forward on how we're going to, you know, get this thing, tighten this up after the election. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for black people thinking freely about their politics, even if I don't agree with their politics, because I just feel like we've been... We've been too predictable for too long, so I like the shakeup. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's going to benefit us in the long run. And, you know, to the whole Cube thing, we never give black people the same grace we give white folks. They'll cancel Ice Cube in two seconds, but tell you how dare you speak on, on Joe Biden's record. Why, why do you think people think you can't critique Joe Biden and still support that, that ticket, Ted? I think we have just got to a point where logic has went out the window uh, it is all about tribalism. You know, I talk a lot about Bloods and Crips, and I know a lot of people in different regions don't understand that. And it really reminds me of that tribal, you know, I feel like on, on Instagram, people are coming up to me saying, break yourself, what's that you claim? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like there's a mindset that nothing can be questioned. You know, it both things can be true. I can still support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and still critique the crime bill. We are just in a place where all uh, thought is out the window, all logic is out the window, but we've just gotten to a place um, of just ridiculousness, just to be quite honest with you. That's why I'm so ready to get this over with so we can really have, you know, full conversations. And it's, it's, it's a mental thing, Charlemagne, for real. A lot of people just really want to put their head in the sand and get this over with because they don't want to have to deal with the real problem, the real root we can still be unified and have our own armies that are pushing different agendas. And whoever pushes the agenda first and gets there first is the winner. As long as it is collectively for black people, I don't care what side that you're on, as long as it's about collectively pushing the line for black people, we all win. Let's stop arguing about we all need to be on the same page. I think that's just a waste of time. Mm. All right, we'll keep it locked. We got more with Teslin Figaro. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Teslin Figaro. Yee. One thing we see with Donald Trump right now, though, and I will say this, what makes him even more dangerous, though, is that he can't accept any criticism or anybody telling him, hey, you know, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done that like that. And even what we just saw recently with the Trump trains and how they surrounded the campaign bus for uh, Biden and Harris and tried to run them off the road, and he encourages that type of behavior. So what do you think is going to happen? Because people are looking at this like after Election Day, um, there's going to be all kinds of riots and violence. Do you think that is potentially a, a strong possibility that that will happen? Sure. I mean, anything is a possibility. I don't think that, to be honest with you, we had a, a show on my show talking about that. I don't think if it's riots, I think it will be coming from the right, to be honest with you. I think it will be something to make it appear as if the left is doing it. Because I'm going to be honest with you, most people ain't just about their life. I mean, they're just not, you know, they, they talk that shit on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to do this and that. But these are the same people that won't even stand up to their HR supervisor, you know, and demand <laughs> a longer break. I mean, let's just keep it 100. It's a lot to say behind the scenes. But when it really come down to it, people ain't about that life. If, if Trump supporters want to follow somebody, go follow them in the hood. Like that other video we saw when they went to the hood in Fort Worth and tried it. They got ran out the hood. I think people know who they can intimidate and, and who they cannot. And I think that's always been in, in the mindset of any any warrior. Any warrior knows who they can play with and who they can't. So sure, you know, there might be unrest. 
uh, just to to play into the narrative, I don't think that it will be the left that starts it. I, I really don't. And I think for the most part, this idea that, oh, everybody in the country just about to go crazy and it's about to be some civil war. We, we I, I, I see that shirt a lot that says I'm not my ancestors and I take offense to that a lot. Me too. Because I know the idea of saying, you know, I'm not going to play that, I'm this and that. But what the ancestors went through, we ain't built like that. We're not built to... You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just keep it real. You're not built to jump off no ship. You're not built. There were there were enslaved folks that fought and and had rebellion. You're not built like that. Most of y'all gonna take y'all ass to work at eight o'clock and be typing on your on your phone on Instagram. When we tell people to walk off their job for just one day, they don't do it. We can't even get folks to boycott for longer than 24 hours. So. The idea that it's going to be this major, you know, across the country, civil war type thing, I just don't think we're built like that. Will there be, could there be violence? Absolutely. But most folks going to be on their job, Angela. I mean, let's just keep it real. They're going to be on their job because they got to pay their bills on the 15th. Yeah, you know, uh, Ply, Ply said something interesting. He said that, um, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, they, they will not start taking black people serious until we go out there and start exercising our vote the right way, you know? I, I don't know how I feel about that, only because black people have been blindly supporting Dems forever. So so what do you think it will take for them to really start taking us serious when it comes to being a voting, voting block? You know, this is a question that I've really been struggling with. You know, the thing that happened with Trump is them really having to pay attention. Like right now, you know, we've been telling them about black men and the importance of black men, mm-hmm. black men, black men, black men. And now the 11th hour, oh, hey, what about black men? You know, but I was talking about that way before this election. And I think each and every time, well, I know, each and every time we get close to moving forward, and let's say Biden wins, there is a certain, and people don't have to like this, and this is, again, not an endorsement of Trump. These are just facts. When Biden wins, if he wins, there's a certain sector in the operative section of politics that feels, okay, no matter what, we'll always still win. They don't do the smart thing and say, hey, we came close and I can't afford to get this close again. Going back to the relationship analogy. If I take you back, it doesn't mean that you get comfortable. It means you really supposed to be on top of your game. That's right. So I feel until there's a big loss, loss enough for people to really hurt, for the middle class to really hurt, like the lower and lower class and the poor, I don't know if we'll ever you know, get to that place until that happens. America and and humans are very self-involved. They're self-centered. Just like they say, oh, Wayne is doing it because he's self-centered. Well, you self-centered too. Most people, what do we say? Self-preservation is first. So until we get out of that space and start thinking about others and what others may possibly be going through, and not even just thinking about it. empathy is not enough. You have to hurt sometimes. Like something has to hurt you enough to make you say, I stand for the crime bill because of people that I know that did time. Not because I watched When They See Us. Great movie. But until you writing somebody in solitary confinement, till you putting money on somebody's book, till you see how it mentally damages them after doing that time in prison. And I'm talking about first time nonviolent offenders. I'm not talking about everything with the crime bill. I'm not talking about violence. I'm not talking about those that did drugs. I'm specifically talking about first-time nonviolent offenders. Until it hurts you, until you on the phone in tears like I was last night with this same person, you see things differently. I got one more question for you. You know, we had Jim Clyburn on, and he said in the first 100 hours of Biden being in office, first 100 hours, 
He wants them to form a committee to see the impact of the 86 mandatory minimum sentencing as well as the 94 crime bill. And once we know what the damage is, then Biden can atone for it. What would you like to see this administration do if they get in Biden-Harris? What would you like to see them do in the first 100 days? I would absolutely like to see that. I wish Jim Clyburn would have said that when he was endorsing him instead of just, we know Joe and Joe know us. Mm -hmm. See, that's the kind of thing that in politics that really gets, that bothers me, Charlemagne, is because they hold these nuggets that I feel would be so critical that would have made a difference so that we wouldn't have had to argue this last year about Joe Biden had that been said in the beginning. But we play these, but this is no shade on him. I'm just giving you how I feel. We play these political games and say, well, let's not say that right now. Let's just get them in and then let's say it later. Mm -hmm. But see, what happens is you've had us arguing like hell over the crime bill when that should have been said out the gate so that it wouldn't be so hard now. That's right. So, of course, I want to see that. Of course, I want to see immediate accountability, not this game of whatever it is. I want to see economics. I want to see a lot of Mike Bloomberg's policies that he pushed. What, what about adopting some of his policies? He talked about black businesses. They never talk about black business at all. Like It's almost like they, they just, we don't even exist. You know, I, I want to see that happen. I want to see health care reform. I also want to see more uh, opportunities on the state and local level. There's a lot of, I really want to see their messaging just change. When you talk about, and I'll say this and, and, and shut up, but when you talk about state level, county, Medicare, or, or, and uh, basically like a Medicare for all, Harris County has a county medical plan. I broke my ankle last year this time. One day in the hospital without even getting my ankle fixed, I had a $27,000 bill. Damn. Ooh for one day, and I got the receipts to prove it. That wasn't even fixing the ankle. Like, that's real shit, like, going on in people's life. Why don't they talk about that? Why don't you talk about how those types of policies, that's actually when you talk about Medicare for All. When, when we start talking about that, then it makes sense to people. That's what this Democrat Party needs to do. From, from Jen Clyburn on down, it's not even about Biden. It's about these leaders who have been in office 30, 40, 50 years. They know the right thing to do. They just need to start doing it. Word. Her name is Teslin Figaro. She's the host of the Scray Shot No Chaser podcast on Black Effect, iHeart Always Radio a pleasure, podcast Tess. networks. Always a pleasure, Tess. Tess. I, hope so I hope we are working and celebrating in the next week. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to have some of that tequila on your back. I got you. <laughs> you drinks over there. Hey, hey, tell them where I to find you, Tess, so they can Tell them where to find you so they can argue with you if they want to. Yes, please. <laughs> Teslin Figaro on all things. T-E-Z-L-Y-N-F-I-G-A-R-O. Instagram, Twitter. And get on Twitter, y'all. We got to start pushing people to Twitter because that's where information is. That's what politicians pay to pay attention to. They don't pay attention to Instagram. It's funny because when Wayne put out the tweet saying he supported Trump, somebody on my Instagram said, oh, he didn't say it on Instagram. He said it on Twitter <laughs> because Twitter is where it matters. IG is anti-information. It doesn't allow you to share links, only videos and pictures. Ooh. It's a reason for that. Get on Twitter, get involved in Twitter, and let's start having this conversation. All right, All right, Tess. Thank you. Thank you so Peace. much. The Breakfast Peace. Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, yesterday on The Talk, Eve made an announcement and said that she is leaving. It's been a crazy year, obviously, for all of us. And I've been so grateful that I'm able to stay here in London and do the show. But I can't see for me the foreseeable future of traveling back at the moment and have decided that at the end of December, this will probably be my last time on the show in this capacity as a host. 
Oh, they're gonna miss her. I get it though. She, you know, she she got it. She set herself up, but she ain't got to worry about it. And she don't want to. She don't want to do it from home. She's tired of Zoom, so yeah. she's like, nah, I ain't no more. Salute well, no, she's you. in London. She could do the Zoom. She doesn't want to move she, back after December. So here's what else she had to say. Right. On another lockdown from right. Thursday, and that's another reason why, like. Obviously, staying home has been such a blessing because my husband and I got to know each other in, another, in a different way, a beautiful way. Yeah. So I want to be closer to him. I want to concentrate on expanding our family, being right. with my family. And, oh, yeah. I want to hug you. Right. I'm going to hug you. <laughs> Salute to Eve, man. I respect it. You have to know when it's time for you to walk away from situations. Plus, it's got to be difficult living in London, but still keeping your finger on the pulse of things that are going on uh, in America, especially right now. Right. So, yeah. And it probably was easier for her doing it virtually. But then, you know, when it's time for her to have to get back in the studio, she's like, not leaving here. I'm being with my family. All right. Cardi B has legally dropped her divorce proceedings against Offset. So it looks like they are really trying to work things out. City so. boys, we up, baby! Yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's the horrible thing about, you know, being in a relationship in the, in the public like that is is everything that you do is... It goes out to the world. You know what I mean? This is something that's going on between them. You know, it could have been an argument. It could have been anything. But the first thing people say is, he cheated. He did this. And she was like, no, we, we just had a bad argument. But I'm just glad they're working it out, man. Shout you gotta, to you got to put the fear of God in your man sometime. Okay? That's what you did? Whether you filing for divorce or pulling out a <laughs> pistol on him. Okay. Yes, you got, girl. You got to put the fear of God in your man sometimes. Well, I'm speaking from a man's perspective. Men, oh, it, okay. wor it works for us. You know what I mean? It well, a woman puts the fear of God in us in that way. But not the pistol. Yeah, but you ain't got to do the pistol. Sometimes we're not just putting the fear of God. We mean it. It look, ain't look, like look, I'm just going to scare him. The pistol. Like, like she the at the pistol. time oh, meant God. it. I'm talking about for yeah. those of us, for those who are just trying to scare us, okay? And by the way, Envy, mm -mm. you'd much rather have a pistol in your face as opposed to uh, them divorce papers getting filed, okay? Preach. Amen. You're right. <laughs> right. Amen. <laughs> Preach. Preach. As a woman, though, I will say I've never heard, I've never felt like, and I've never heard oh, none of my homegirls say, I'm just going to threaten to leave him. I'm not really, I just want to scare him. No, I mean, like, you normally mean it. You, you I'm really sure you mean, mean it. it. It ain't like you just doing it to scare him. You mean it. If you want to try to scare somebody, you really thinking this is what I'm going to do. I've got homegirls. All home right, now, Ayala Van Zandt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a woman, but I got homegirls and I've heard that. I've heard that before. I've absolutely I'm heard that. I'm just bugging. Yes. You know what? I'm, I'm scared of the divorce papers more. I'm scared of a pistol. I, I know that. <laughs> right. Would you let me speak for you? I got this. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, usually we do donkey of the day next, but Charlemagne, you got your brethren checking in? Well, it's election day. You know what I'm saying? Um, today is election day, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of different elections going on all around the country. And um, in my my home state of South Carolina, um, Jamie Harrison versus Lindsey Graham is a big one. So uh, Jamie Harrison will be checking in with us. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club on Election Day. We have a special guest on the line, Stacey Abrams. Good morning, Stacey. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Man, I got so many questions for you this morning. Number <laughs> number one, when did Georgia become a battleground state? When did we, I miss that? <laughs> we were we were possibly a battleground state in 2016, but we know in 2018 when we were able to finally invest in black and brown voters, in discouraged voters, and low propensity voters, we became a battleground state. It was a 1.4% race. And so this year was the first year we had a presidential nominee who was willing to put the money in. It didn't hurt that we have two U.S. Senate races, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, who spent 
a lot of money to make sure that voters understand what's at stake and that their voice matters. So we have you to thank for Georgia becoming a battleground state then. I, I've been doing a lot of work, but I can't take all the credit. We've had a lot of folks who have been trying to make this happen. Now, Stacy, as the expert, I got some questions for you of what's happening today. So let's just say you're not registered to vote, and so you think that you can't vote. Is there a way that you can register to vote today? No, it depends on the state you live in. If you go to IWillVote.com, it will give you information about whether you're in a state where they will allow same-day registration. We know, for example, in North Carolina, you can register the same day. I think the same thing is true in Michigan. So go to IWillVote.com, put in your zip code, put in your information, and it will tell you how you can register to vote if you can. Georgia, unfortunately, does not allow same-day registration, but there are a lot of states that are moving in that direction, so make sure you take advantage of it. Now, today is the last day. Now, how important is voting for black and brown voters? There's a lot of people out there say, oh, my vote doesn't matter. It's just one vote, or I'm in a state that always goes Democratic. I'm in a state that always goes Republican. So what do you say to those people out there? I live in Georgia. You can't count anybody out. So here are three things to know. Number one, voting isn't magic. It's medicine. And so if we want to cure the ills, if we want to cure the diseases that we see in our country, racism, systemic inequality, police brutality, income inequality, health care, all of those things get changed by voting. In Georgia in 2018, we had a congressional person, a congressional candidate who lost by 433 votes. Mm. So close races change the future. And we know if we can take the Senate and hold the House and win the presidency, that's the game changer. That is something we haven't seen since 2008. So number one, think about voting not as magic. You're not going to get everything you want by voting, but you get more of what you need. And the more we do it, the healthier we get. Number two, your vote counts because if it didn't matter so much, they would not be spending millions of dollars to stop you. And they know they can count just like we can. And for the first time in American history, we've reached an inflection point where there are more of us than there are of them. And when I say more of us, I mean more black and brown folks who can actually change the outcome of elections. That hasn't always been true. For most of my life, we have been nice to have, but not necessary to have. Now we're necessary. And if we show up and use our power, we win. Number three, if this is a close race, which we expect, it's gonna be those marginal votes that nobody expected that actually changed the world. So your vote could be the one that tips the difference one way or the other. And whether you vote or not, you're, you're making a choice. If you don't show up, they're gonna decide, they're gonna assume that you chose what we've got. And if you're good with that, okay. But if you want something different, if you want something better, if you want a president who actually thinks that we shouldn't die from COVID-19 so that he can you know, pretend, if you want to make certain that we have a plan to stop chokeholds from killing black folks and brown folks, if you want there to be a difference, you not only need to vote for the president, but you need to vote all the way down the ballot. I heard the Earth Gang, I was on an IG Live, and the Earth Gang said the closer you get to the bottom of the ballot, the closer you get to home. So don't just think that the world is solved with the presidency. We got to vote for DAs, judges, mayors, state legislators. So make sure you vote the entire ballot. That's like doing a scratch-off ticket and only scratching off a couple of numbers. Scratch off the whole thing so you can make sure you <laughs> win the political lottery. Now, Stacey, what if you show up and they say you're not registered? So, again, go to IWillVote.com to make sure that you're in a state where you can do same-day registration. But if you think you're registered, go anyway. And what can happen is if you have any problems, call 866-HOUR-VOTE. 866-HOUR-VOTE. The only two things you need to remember today besides going to vote, IWillVote.com and 866-HOUR-VOTE. 
Our vote is populated by civil rights attorneys whose only job today is to help you vote. So they can help you understand if it's your issue or if it's their issue. And one of the ways voter suppression works is by taking people off the rolls who should not have been removed. If you call 866-OUR-VOTE, they can help you get your registration issues resolved if possible, and they can tell you what you need to do. But no matter what happens, do not get out of line. Stacey, do you think Fair Fight um, has done its job? You you know, what role do you think Fair Fight played in ensuring that the voting process is fair all across the country today? But hold on, Stacey. We'll answer that when we come back, all right? Stacey Abrams is here. Today is Election Day, so don't move. We got more with Stacey Abrams. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club on Election Day. We have a special guest on the line, Stacey Abrams. Good morning, Stacey. Morning. Thank you guys for having me. Man, I got so many questions for you this morning. Number <laughs> number one, when did Georgia become a battleground state? When did I we, miss that? <laughs> we were we were possibly a battleground state in 2016, but we know in 2018 when we were able to finally invest in black and brown voters, in discouraged voters, and low propensity voters, we became a battleground state. It was a 1.4% race. And so this year was the first year we had a presidential nominee who was willing to put the money in. It didn't hurt that we have two U.S. Senate races, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, who spent a lot of money to make sure that voters understand what's at stake and that their voice matters. So we have you to thank for Georgia becoming a battleground state then. I've been doing a lot of work, but I can't take all the credit. We've had a lot of folks who've been trying to make this happen. Now, Stacey, as the expert, I got some questions for you of what's happening today. So let's just say you're not registered to vote. And so you think that you can't vote. Is there a way that you can register to vote today? No, it depends on the state you live in. If you go to IWillVote.com, it will give you information about whether you're in a state where they will allow same day registration. We know, for example, in North Carolina, you can register the same day. I think the same thing is true in Michigan. So Go to IWillVote.com, put in your zip code, put in your information, and it will tell you how you can register to vote if you can. Georgia, unfortunately, does not allow same-day registration, but there are a lot of states that are moving in that direction, so make sure you take advantage of it. Now, today is the last day. Now, how important is voting for black and brown voters? There's a lot of people out there say, oh, my vote doesn't matter. It's just one vote, or I'm in a state that always goes Democratic. I'm in a state that always goes Republican. So what do you say to those people out there? I live in Georgia, you can't count anybody out. So here are three things to know. Number one, voting isn't magic, it's medicine. And so if we want to cure the ills, if we want to cure the diseases that we see in our country, racism, systemic inequality, police brutality, income inequality, healthcare, all of those things get changed by voting. In Georgia in 2018, we had a congressional person, a congressional candidate who lost by 433 votes. So close races change the future. And we know if we can take the Senate and hold the House and win the presidency, that's the game changer. That is something we haven't seen since 2008. So number one, think about voting not as magic. You're not going to get everything you want by voting, but you get more of what you need. And the more we do it, the healthier we get. Number two, your vote counts because if it didn't matter so much, they would not be spending millions of dollars to stop you. And they know they can count just like we can. And for the first time in American history, we've reached an inflection point where there are more of us than there are of them. And when I say more of us, I mean more black and brown folks who can actually change the outcome of elections. That hasn't always been true. For most of my life, we have been nice to have, but not necessary to have. Now we're necessary. And if we show up and use our power, we win. Number three, if this is a close race, which we expect, 
It's going to be those marginal votes that nobody expected that actually change the world. So your vote could be the one that tips the difference one way or the other. And whether you vote or not, you're, you're making a choice. If you don't show up, they're going to decide, they're going to assume that you chose what we've got. And if you're good with that, okay. But if you want something different, if you want something better, if you want a president who actually thinks that we shouldn't die from COVID-19 so that he can you know, pretend, if you want to make certain that we have a plan to stop chokeholds from killing black folks and brown folks, if you want there to be a difference, you not only need to vote for the president, but you need to vote all the way down the ballot. I heard the Earth Gang, I was on an IG Live, and the Earth Gang said the closer you get to the bottom of the ballot, the closer you get to home. So don't just think that the world is solved with the presidency. We got to vote for DAs, judges, mayors, state legislators. So make sure you vote the entire ballot. That's like doing a scratch off ticket and only scratching off a couple of numbers. Scratch off the whole thing so you can make sure you <laughs> win the political lottery. Now, Stacey, what if you show up and they say you're not registered? So again, go to IWillVote.com to make sure that you're in a state where you can do same day registration. But if you think you're registered, go anyway. And what can happen is if you have any problems, call 866-HOUR-VOTE, 866-HOUR-VOTE. The only two things you need to remember today besides going to vote, IWillVote.com and 866-HOUR-VOTE. Our vote is populated by civil rights attorneys whose only job today is to help you vote. So they can help you understand if it's your issue or if it's their issue. And one of the ways voter suppression works is by taking people off the rolls who should not have been removed. If you call 866-HOUR-VOTE, they can help you get your registration issues resolved if possible, and they can tell you what you need to do. But no matter what happens, do not get out of line. Stacey, gotcha. do you think Fair Fight um, has done its job? Do you, you know, what role do you think Fair Fight played in ensuring that the voting process is fair all across the country today? But hold no. on, Stacey. We'll answer that when we come back, all right? Stacey Abrams is here. Today is Election Day, so don't move. We got more with Stacey Abrams. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're being joined by Stacey Abrams this morning. Now, Charlemagne, you had a question? Yeah, I was talking about Stacey's initiative, Fair Fight, and I was just wondering, you know, what role has Fair Fight played in ensuring that the voting process is fair all across the country today? So when I launched Fair Fight in 2018, my first mission was to lift up the issue of voter suppression, to talk about it out loud because we've known about it for years, but no one really was willing to say it out loud because we were afraid it would scare people. What I want people to understand is whether we said it or not, it was going to affect us, so we might as well talk about it. So number one, I think we have had a robust conversation over the last two years about voter suppression. Number two, in the state of Georgia, we were able to change some of the worst laws related to voter suppression, making sure that exact match no longer holds black and brown voters hostage, but also making sure that if you make a mistake on your absentee ballot, you now have time to fix it. They have to tell you there was a mistake and they've got to let you fix it. But across the country, starting in August of 2019, we have been in 20 battleground states. <clears throat> We're there to help make sure that voters got restored to the rolls and Andy Bashir became the governor of Kentucky when the Republican governor tried to purge 145,000. We were down in Louisiana when John Bell Edwards needed black voters who were facing voter suppression. We were able to make sure they could make it through those lines and get to vote, and he was restored. We were in Wisconsin in April, making sure that voters got the right to vote even in the midst of COVID. And we have been working across the country, helping shore up through litigation, legislation, and advocacy. And the one number I'll use is this. In January of 2020, only 34 states allowed you to vote by mail with no excuse. As of today, it's 45 states. 
that means that in 45 states out of 50, people have the right and have had the right to vote absentee. That is huge because in the midst of a pandemic, it was the safest way to vote. And I want to remind everyone, if you have an absentee ballot, take it directly to your elections office, to your Dropbox, get it in. Do not hand it to the post office. Today's last call, drop it in yourself and make sure that you get your ballot turned in. Do you think we will know a winner for tonight? Or Because some people say we might possibly know. What are your thoughts on that? So what we use, what we're used to are predictions. We don't mm-hmm. ever know the actual answer on election night because states take time to count. We will likely have predictions, but hopefully the predictions will be based on the best information. And my hope is that we won't hear anything until people know something. It is better for us to get an answer that is slow and right than fast and wrong. And if we take the time to count all of these absentee ballots, more than 100 million people voted early, and it takes more time to count paper ballots, we need to be patient. We don't need to know the answer when we go to bed. What we need to know when we go to bed tonight is that every American who wanted to vote got a chance to vote. We'll get the answer, but I'd rather have the answer be right than have an answer that's unclear and that leads to chaos. Stacey, do you think the Democratic model as currently constructed is sustainable, meaning black men and black women are the largest group of voters for Democrats, but it's always show up for them, but a lot of black people feel like they don't show up for us. How much longer can that work for for Democrats if it works today? Well, I, I frame it slightly differently. Yes, black voters have been the most loyal contingency of the Democratic Party, and we are being joined by more and more young people, by more and more people of color, Latino, Asian American, Pacific Islander, Native American. We're being joined by white voters who realize that the Republican model does not help them progress. But we also have to remember our numbers are different. For so long, we voted in a party where we were not only the minority in the population, we we're the minority in the party. But when you add together all of the rising American electorate, we now have the ability to actually set the agenda if we show up. And that's the big piece I think it's missing in this conversation. 20 years ago, there weren't enough of us to absolutely guarantee outcomes. Now there are. If we actually voted our power, we have the ability to not only change the direction of the Democratic Party, we can change the direction of the nation. But we've got to recognize that it's a dual responsibility. We need those. We need folks to pour into us, but we've got to pour into ourselves and make sure that we vote our power up and down the ballot. Because it's not just about who wins the presidency. It's about who wins every single seat and makes every single law. So after Plus, we do that, how do we make clear, I guess, I guess, what do we do next? Like, do we make clear demands and to tell them what we want? Absolutely. So okay. I, I talk about it this way. We protest in the streets to demand what we want. We protest at the ballot box to get who we need. And then we protest in the halls of power to hold them accountable. Mm. Politics is the only job where you get hired and then people leave for two to four years and expect you to just do what you're supposed to do. If we don't hold people accountable, why would we think they're going to do what we need them to do? Yes. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a super busy day. You have all these live TV hits, but we do always appreciate you for checking in and keeping us informed. Are we done already? She has a live hit in five minutes. Can she I ask, let me get one. I got one more then. Uh, Stacy, okay. you were a VP hopeful. People said Stacy was campaigning for the job. Was that ever the case? And if so, how do you feel today? I never campaigned for the job. I answered questions. And apparently mm-hmm. being honest is not supposed to happen. I don't believe in denying my ambition because I'm not mm-hmm. just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for every black and brown girl who's ever wanted more. And people, I can't assume people will give me the benefit of the doubt. I've got to give myself the platform. If you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an answer. And I've I've always tried to be candid. 
And I was candid in, let's remember, I got the same question starting in March of 2019, the only person who was asked that question over and over again for 18 months. And my answer never changed. It's just people started paying attention. All right. Well, Stacey, we appreciate you for checking in. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. 866-hour vote. Get it done. All right, All right. Stacey. Peace. Naive, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and bad news for Jeannie Mai. She has been hospitalized and has to leave Dancing with the Stars. We'll tell you what she had to say. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Timbaland posted a picture of Jodeci on the cover of Vibe magazine and said this group changed R&B. Y'all will soon see. That's Hashtag fact. versus. That's a fact. Who would you like to see Jodeci battle? I love Jodeci. I mean, Jodeci could battle any of the groups. I mean, the Drew Hills of the world, the Jagged Edges. I mean, but Jagged um, Edges did one twelve. Jagged Edges did one twelve already. Jagged Edges did one twelve. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only who did I just say other than one twelve? Jagged Edge. Who did I say? You said Drew Hill, but Drew no. Hill. Yeah, Jodeci no. and Drew Hill would be a good one. No one. Why not? Jodeci has so many. Smashes. I mean, listen, I, 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 I'm a Jodeci guy all day. Mm-hmm. I'm you know Jodeci plays in my crib on a regular, daily, weekly, whatever. Um, but I think Jodeci Drew Hill wouldn't be bad. I saw people saying boys to men. I saw a lot nah, of that. Nah, boys to men didn't have those. Um, the, I don't think boys to men had those cultural anthems like Jodeci had. Boys to men had big commercial records. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they had End of the Road. That was Motown, a big commercial Philly, record. Yeah. And you know, you know, you might be riding. I don't I, know I, who could really battle Jodeci. They. Are you ride around dope. the end of the road now. It's like riding with the windshield wipers going, and it ain't even raining. You know what I mean? Like, eh. I mean, there's nobody, uh, there's no other groups but Blackstreet or New Edition. And, you know, I mean, that one. Blackstreet might not be bad. Drew Hill would be the only thing that makes sense to me against Jodeci. All right. Well, Jeannie Mai was hospitalized. She has a throat condition and she was forced to leave Dancing with the Stars. Uh, She said this. I'm absolutely devastated that my journey on Dancing with the Stars has to end this way. I found out that I have a throat abscess where my tonsils and my throat had gotten so infected that it started permeating to the rest of the areas behind my neck and my ears that I had to get emergency surgery, which is why I'm here now. Everything went great. If you would have waited one more day, your throat would have closed up. Now, her dance partner also uh, put out a video message, too, saying that they were devastated by the news, so she won't be able to compete this season because of these health concerns. Salute. Fortunately, it seems like she'll be okay. Salute to Jeannie Ma. I'm glad she caught that throat condition, and I wonder what causes that. Hmm? And I hope we don't find out Jeannie Oh, you won't. mean you're glad she caught it early. You said... Yeah, you mean yeah, yeah, she caught it early. Caught it early. She she caught caught it. Yes, I'm first. glad she caught her throat condition early so okay. she could do something about it. Um, right. And, and I, I just wonder what causes that. I hope we don't find out Jeannie Ma was walking around the house doing Jeezy's ad-libs. And, you know, that that ruptured something in her throat. All right. Now, Chrissy Teigen has gotten a tattoo, and that's honoring her late son, Jack. So, you know, fortunately for her, it would would have been their third baby. The baby died at just 20 weeks. She now has made sure he'll always be remembered with a tattoo of his name on her wrist. So a lot of people actually, after she posted that, a lot of her fans started posting photos of tattoos. They got to honor loved ones that they lost as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, Luke Teagans and the legends. All right, Monique said that Whoopi Goldberg told her to get rid of her husband. And here's what she had to say as she was talking on Out Loud with Claudia Jordan on Fox Soul. And she said to me, it's your husband. You got to get rid of your husband. And I said, Whoopi, 
My husband negotiated the biggest deals I've had in my career, along with our attorney, Ricky Anderson, two black men. And she went dead silent. And then she said, you better stop worrying about that little girl coming behind you. And you better worry about you. And at that moment, I knew Whoopi Goldberg wasn't worried about me because I'm the little girl coming behind her. So you can't go against this machine. And because your husband is a proud black man and he wants answers that they cannot give, you need to let him go. That's what that black woman was saying to me. In addition to that, she says that she does not regret the drama that she had with Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah. She said she'll keep on speaking her truth and fighting for her family as long as she has breath in her body. And she said that whole ordeal did cost her and her family millions of dollars and generational money, but she wants to make sure the matter does get resolved. She's not going to stop until it does. You know, I had a friend tell me yesterday that um, Monique is absolutely right in regards to everything she says about Oprah, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels. Like, uh, they, said, they said Monique told them from the beginning she wouldn't be able to travel for that movie, and they knew that. I don't know what's true or what's not. I'm just saying, I'm just giving a different perspective. That's what somebody said to me yesterday. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Jodeci, what about TLC or SWV? What do yes, you mean? Jodeci. What about them? A versus. bad versus battle? That'd yep. be dope. No. Why not? I would like to see them against uh, SWV. I think that's a good matchup. Maybe they SWV, had a lot of hits. SWV, 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 SWV wouldn't be bad. That actually wouldn't be bad. Jodeci mm-hmm. versus SWV. I would like that. Because yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of both of them. I don't know who I would pick. Tony, 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 TLC. Ooh, Jodeci versus Tony, TLC Tony, is Tony, Tony is a TLC good one, needs too. a versus. Tony, 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 Tony no, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm here for Jodeci versus Tony, Tony, Tony. Yep. Even that would I'm be here a good for Jodeci versus SWV. I like, I don't know if I like that. Then who do you have? I'm going to tell you Tony, why I like Tony, that. Because they both had freaky songs. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like a dope at home, date night type of versus battle. I like that. I like Jodeci versus Tony, Tony, Tony. That's, Who you got? I got Tony, Tony, Tony. Bro, that's tough, bro. Tony, t- feels good. It never rains. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but come and talk to me. And one of my favorites, my just me and you. Freaking you know that. It's our anniversary. Whatever you want. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough. I've been well, Tony, Tony, Tony got to get along with each other again because y'all messed up that relationship. Yeah, sure that's, tough. that's a tough one. <laughs> I still like Jodeci Drew Hill better, though. But I like the Jodeci Tony 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 matchup. All right. Well, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow, man. Everybody get out there and vote. People's Choice Mix is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. Now, homecoming at historically black colleges and universities is a celebration of black excellence. But with homecoming canceled this year, we're having our own party. HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard, presented by McDonald's. There's going to be a McDonald's Black and Positively Golden Mosaic featured at the event because McDonald's is all about empowering the next generation of black leaders. So upload your photo at BAPGHBCU.com to be a part of it. Again, that's BAPGHBCU.com. And watch HBCU Homecoming Party on the Yard, Thursday, November 12th, presented by McDonald's and hosted by me. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to blackmenvote.org. Now, Angela and I are doing a black party to the polls. Yes, and that's going to be a seven-hour celebrity DJ election day mix show. I'm actually kicking things off at 1230 with Angela Rye in conversation. And then, DJ Envy, you're the first DJ up. That's and right. I'm so gonna we're going to be... 
rocking until like around 7.30 tonight, I think, as we're helping people uh, who are going to the polls today or have already voted. It's a black party at the polls. So I'm excited yes, for that right. also today because it is an important day. It is election day. You know, Ben launched yesterday the Black Information Network. It's 24-7 comprehensive national audio news service that's dedicated to an objective, accurate, and trusted source of continual news coverage, black voices, black perspective. That launched yesterday, but today in particular, they'll be doing all kinds of coverage. And that news coverage for election night will start at 7 p.m. So they're going to be providing updates as the polls are closing, as election tallies are reported nationwide. And you can listen to that on WWRL AM 1600. Yeah, so much good uh, election coverage you can catch tonight, man. Um, uh, Angela Rye and Andrew Gillum, they're doing something tonight as well on uh, BET.com and YouTube called Black America Votes for 2020. And tonight I will be live with my guy, my South Carolina brethren, Stephen Colbert. Um, he has his election night special. It's called 2020 Democracy's Last Stand, Building Back America Great Again Better. Uh, and that's tonight at 11 p.m. on Showtime. So I'll be on there with my man Stephen Colbert starting at 11 p.m. tonight live on Showtime for election night coverage. All and right. we appreciate anybody that is out there in the streets helping as well. I'm going to be giving away free coffee from my coffee company. So I'll be visiting some of the polls today. Coffee uplifts people cup. So if you see us, you know, shout us out. Brooklyn Roasting and Coffee Uplifts People. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We had a lot of people stopping through this morning, so we just got to say thank you to a couple, to all of them actually. Ed Gordon for stopping through. Salute to the OG Ed Gordon. Always a pleasure. He's 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 seen a few of these rodeos before. None quite like this, but. He's seen quite a few, so his perspective also, is always welcome. Tez checked in as well. Tezlin Figaro. Tezlin Figaro. Yeah, make mm -hmm. sure you check out that Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, available wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Stacey Abrams, she checked in as well. Salute to Stacey Abrams. Wish we could have got to talk to Stacey a little longer. I had a, I had a couple more questions for Stacey. And also, Today's Jamie. a super busy day for her, I guess, because of what she does yeah. and voter suppression and fair fight. I know it's been a crazy time. And also from South Carolina, Jamie Harrison checked in as well. Jamie Harrison, he's running for senator in South Carolina, man. Please make sure y'all go and vote for Jamie Harrison. Let's get Lindsay Ladybug Graham up out of there. All right. Well, you got a positive note? Well, I don't really have a positive note. It's just more of a statement. Um, I said it earlier in the show, and I want to expound on it just a little bit. Like, we have no idea what the world is going to look like after the day. But just know whatever happens, it's all God's will. As my late great friend Jasmine Jazzfly Waters used to say, trust God to God, okay? If Republicans win, black people, we got work to do. If Democrats win, black people, we got work to do. The illusion of America has been revealed to everybody this year, and this system, what's considered normal, has never worked for all of us. So tonight, regardless of who wins, it's really nothing to celebrate. Trump administration wins. I'm going to keep community building, job creating, and dealing with politics on a local level and supporting those who choose to engage, you know, with that administration on our behalf, and, you know, vice versa if, if Democrats win. You know, nearly 100 million people have voted already. Who knows what that walk-up is going to be like today. But once again, regardless of what happens tonight, it's nothing to celebrate. So I guess the moral of the story is simply, black people, we got work to do. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?